Northridge High Football Camp, Chapter 5 Vinny's alarm clock went off on schedule, 5 a.m. on the dot. The loud clanging stirred him immediately, his hand shooting out to try to turn it off as if it were on his bedside table. He was confused for a moment. His arm was only hitting air. No table was within his reach. The noise continued to blast. He raised his head and looked around, trying to get his bearings. Shut that fucking thing off, shouted Vooch from across the room. Vinny sat up in bed quickly, his eyes darting around, trying to locate the clock. Then he remembered. He had placed the alarm on the floor next to his bed. He bent down and tried to find where the noise was coming from. The clock was not where he had left it. I'm gonna fucking break that thing, Manta, if you don't get it shut off. Now! Vooch's face was half buried in his pillow, his one visible eye glaring strongly in Vinny's direction. I'm looking, I'm looking. Vinny jumped out out of the bed. He kicked his undershorts he had dropped beside the bed as he got in the night before. No clock. He got down on his hands and knees and stuck his head under the bed. There it was. He reached in and pulled the clock out, finally bringing the bell to silence. Christ, Manta, I think the camp is awake now. Thank you very fucking much. Vooch sat up and scratched the top of his head. Couldn't you have brought Big Ben? I think that would have been maybe a little quieter. All right, Vooch, I get the point. It's early. Shut the fuck up about it already. Vinny shivered. The floor was cold against his knees. His dick shriveled a little from the temperature. He grabbed his underwear, put them on, and hopped back under the covers. He sat up in bed, allowing his bare chest to get used to the cold air first. Vooch looked over at Vinny. Gee, it's early, huh? No shit. Vooch looked up and tried to see Meat's bunk from where he sat in bed. Manta, is Meat moving around at all? Nope. Meat man! Get up, yelled Vooch. No response. Vinny pulled his right foot out from under the blankets and reached it up to the middle of the mattress above. He kicked against where the big sag was in the center. Still no response. Vinny, get up and shake him. You get up and shake him. I'm fucking cold. I'm sitting in these blankets for a minute. Vooch pulled the blankets back and hesitantly got up out of his bed. He quickly walked across the cold floor. Vinny noticed he slept in his jockey shorts and a t-shirt. See, man, you got some clothes on. I'd be fucking colder out there, said Vinny as Vooch approached. Oh, yeah, Manta, cotton underwear and a t-shirt, like Arctic-type clothing. You're a moron. Vooch reached the edge of Vinny's bed, placed one foot on the mattress, and boosted himself up so his face came up to the bunk level. He shook Meat. Meat! Get up, man! Meat! Meat stirred a little. Christ, Vinny, this moose is sleeping up here naked as a baby. No blankets or nothing, just lying on the top of the bed bare-assed. Meat picked his head up and turned slightly to look at Vooch. Up, Meat, it's morning, man, said Vooch quietly as he jumped back down onto the floor. He quickly retreated back into his bed. Meat sat right up and turned so his legs dangled off the side of the bed. He held onto the post of the bunk as he jumped down to the floor. This time, he did not get flung across the room. He let go of the post and turned around to face Vinny underneath. Morning, said Meat. Yeah, hi, Meat. Morning. Vinny saw that Meat had a partial hard-on. The giant foreskin was mostly retracted from the end, exposing the big red head of his dick. Meat shook his dick and started walking towards the cabin door.
I gotta piss something fish. He opened the door and stepped outside halfway, turned to the side, not bothering to go all the way out the door. Vinny heard Meat letting it go. Yeah, that's okay, Meat. Don't bother getting dressed. Don't bother going around the side. Just piss on our doorsteps. No problem. Vinny knew that he was speaking too softly for Meat to be able to hear him. He looked over at Vooch, who just shrugged. We have to be on the field in half an hour. Shit, said Vinny. This getting up is the one and only part of this I could do without. It's just your lazy summer ass talking, man. By the day after tomorrow, you'll be jumping up. Especially if I keep kicking the alarm under the bed. I must have done it when I came back in from outside last night. Whatever, but hey, we're up now. Vooch threw the blankets off and jumped up onto the floor. He looked at Vinny expectantly. Oh, all right. Vinny slowly got out from the blankets and stood up. Happy? Yeah, bro, it's a new day. It's a football day. He mussed Vinny's hair with his hand. The short hair didn't move much. Don't do that. Vinny already had a sneer on his face. Vooch smiled his white grin. His teeth were slightly coated from sleeping, but he still had a cheerful look. Are you always this peppy every fucking morning? Yeah, man, and I like to share it. We're playing ball. Come on, Vinny, we're playing football. Vooch walked with a bounce over to the dresser. I hate the clue you, but we're running fucking drills. And then when we're done with that, guess what? We're running more fucking drills. We won't be playing ball for days more, man. Vinny slowly walked over to the dresser. He leaned an arm on Vooch's shoulder. Drills, playing, it's still all football. Vooch turned and looked directly in his eyes and smiled again. Okay, it's all football. Let's get going, said Vinny. He still had a sneer as he pulled out some clothes. And Vooch, yeah, your breath could kill somebody. Twenty minutes later, everyone was lined up in position. Fortunately, all the new guys had taken the warnings to heart and were there on time, in correct uniform. Sleepiness was still visible on many of the faces. It was also apparent that no one had taken the time to shower or do much about their appearance. Being there on time, in line, was quite enough to expect. The squad stood silent and still as the group of coaches walked up the hill to the field. The coaches stood in the same formation as the previous day. Coach Morrison stood center, his clipboard in hand, his whistle now hanging about his neck. Well, girls, today we start working, and it's going to be a hell of a day. We'll see what you are made of. We'll see what you can take. Those of you itching to actually play ball will be happy to hear the following announcement. This year, in addition to the end of the camp game we play against Revere, we've arranged for some scrimmage action with them. They have some field problems this year, so they're going to come by and run some plays against us at the beginning of next week. The rival camp game against Revere is going to be on Saturday. See the assistant coaches for more information on that. Tonight will be the first of several nights we run chalk plays in the auditorium. That means everyone is there at 8 p.m. sharp. We'll break for dinner right at 6 tonight. When we break for breakfast this morning, you can pick up a written schedule of how the days are going to run. See Coach Walter to obtain that. Everyone needs one. Coach Morrison began his pacing across the front row. I'm sure some of you new guys and those of you who slacked off too much over the spring and summer are already kind of sore from yesterday. And you know what? We know who you are, too. He chuckled to himself and glanced back at the line of assistance. Tom Walter returned the grin. You'll loosen up within a day. 
count on it, Morrison added. I'll be turning you over to the assistants today, but I'll be here. I'm going to be watching to see where your strengths are and where your weaknesses are. He stood up straight and his eyes searched over the entire squad. Put everything you got into this, boys. You want to play football this year? Everyone yelled, yes, coach. You're going to have to show us what you're made of, he yelled. Coach Walter, Tom stepped forward. Yes, coach. Show me what these women can do. Yes, coach. And so it began. The drills. Masala and Tallini led the stretching. Following a series of individual stretches with the group remaining in formation, the captains had the squad pair off to do doubles. Vinny and Vooch paired together. Hey guys, hit the grass. We're going to do some seated stretches. Remember, loosen the muscles. Don't try to pull them beyond where they can naturally go. Ease them, said Tallini. Vooch and Vinny sat on the ground facing each other. They extended their legs completely out, their feet pushing against each other. They reached out their arms and grabbed each other's hands. Leaning in and toward each other, they pulled further on their arms and bent in, fully stretching out their lower back muscles. They held their stretched position for a moment. Coach Morrison is just standing over offsides and watching every move everyone makes, whispered Vinny. Yeah, he does this every year. He's evaluating, replied Vooch. Yeah, but stretches? He's evaluating how we stretch, said Vinny in amazement. No, he's watching how we respond to commands, how quick in everything. Vooch pulled harder on Vinny's arms. Easy, man. Yeah, better. I feel the stretch. Vinny pulled harder on Vooch's arms, Vooch bending further into the center. A whistle blew. Everyone stopped and turned toward the coaches. Marsala dropped the whistle from his mouth. All right, guys, stay in the same pairs. Standing stretches. Let's go. Up. Everyone hurried to their feet. Vinny turned so his back was to Vooch and raised his right arm over his head. Bending his arm at the elbow, he positioned himself so Vooch could grasp his elbow and slowly begin to stretch the muscles out. Hey, asshole, work the kinks out, don't rip them off, said Vinny in a low voice. Take it easy, you puss, I'm just working it to the point of resistance, replied Vooch. Vinny switched arms. He could feel Vooch's warm breath on his neck. Vooch worked each area in the arm, concentrating on the muscles that gave him the most protest. They then switched positions, and Vinny had his turn at Vooch. Upon completion of their arms, under Marsala's guidance, they switched to legs. Each worked on the tight areas they found in each other. Masala blew his whistle. All right, guys, you should be sufficiently stretched out for now. He turned to get his next instruction from Coach Walter. Okay, Captain, thank you. Men, return to line for sprints. The squad returned to their original places. Tom Walter started the sprint sequence the same as the day before. For the next 45 minutes, the squad ran a series of sprints up and down the field. Combinations again consisted of cross-leg karaoke's, Tennessee walking horse moves, side-stepping crossovers, and concluded with up-downs to the whistle. This last drill gave the group additional practice in being ready for Coach Morrison's unexpected whistle drills for up-downs. At the blow of the whistle, the entire field of men would hit the grass. At the next blow, they returned to their feet. The sequence was repeated endlessly. At 7 a.m., on the nose, the field was given a five-minute break. The offense and defense would divide into their respective groupings when the action resumed. Man, I'm going to start hurling if I don't get some fucking food in me soon, said Tony Marino as he walked over to Vooch and Vinny. Vooch was stooped over with his hands resting on his knees. He was panting trying to regain control of his breathing. All he could do was nod in agreement. 
Vinny turned and gave Marino a grin. What's the matter, Marino? Can't take it already? Screw you, Manta. I just need food. I'll still be kicking ass out here long after you have your sorry ass dragged back in the cabin. He grinned back at him and ran off to get back into formation. Vinny patted Vooch gently on the back and bent down to the level of his face. Come on, Rumi. We're up in offense. Vooch stood up straight, and the two sprinted off to the offensive area. The exhilaration of the game began to come together once the offense and defense were separated. Although they would still be running drills for the remainder of the morning, anticipation was running high. They knew that once lunch was over, they would begin the long-awaited plays. All the members of camp had been issued the playbook once the tryouts had been completed. Vinny had immersed himself in studying the plays. He knew it would be well to his advantage if he had as much of the book in his head before camp as he could handle. The chalk plays at night would be a good review. Vinny caught up to Vooch as they circled the field in laps. Hey man, you been studying the playbook this week? Vinny panted, his heavier frame straining to keep up with Vooch. Yeah. Vooch slowed his speed slightly to accommodate Vinny. They made some major changes since last season. I hope they have a lot of review of the plays in the auditorium. They had us all confused last year until we ran the plays in wicked slow motion. That's the thing that makes the night work all worthwhile. Vinny dropped back and slowed his pace. He could feel the ache starting in his feet. He looked at his watch. They would be breaking for some food shortly. His stomach felt in knots from all the exertion without having eaten first. Discipline. They were trying to instill discipline, he thought. Guy Mitchell, the offensive coordinator, signaled for them to end the laps and line back up. Vinny was relieved. Okay, guys, said Mitchell. I know you're about to drop. This is how it's going to work the rest of the day. We're going to break for some eats now. You'll return here right at 9.30 in half pads. Don't bother to line up field full for Coach Morrison. We're going to stay sectioned off from the defense for the rest of the day. When we get back together this morning, I want to do some short sprints just to get your heart rates back up. Then we split the offense line from the backs and receivers. I'll be working with the line. Billy Ruggiero will take the B's and R's. We'll do some slow motion work until lunch. Mitchell began to turn away and then added... I suggest you eat now. In formation, your teammates will not appreciate your breakfast all over them, so give yourself some time to digest. Understand? Yes, coach, came the unified response. Okay, break. See you at 9.30. Mitchell started to head over toward the defense section. Vinny immediately sat down on the ground and pulled his cleats off. He yanked his socks down and tossed them on top of the shoes. Feet hurt again, huh? Asked Vooch as he stood above where Vinny sat. Man, they're fucking killing me. Those laps did him in. Hey, let's head down to the water for a short while before we eat. You up for it? Asked Vooch. Oh yeah, Christ, that's what I need. Cool water on these. Vinny got to his feet, bent down and retrieved his shoes and socks. He walked with them in one hand, swinging his helmet off a finger of the other hand. The gravel along the walkway of the field felt good on Vinny's feet after sweating so much in the double socks and cleats. The rest of the squad was hurrying past them to get to the dining hall. Vooch slowed his pace to allow Vinny to keep up. Man, you gotta soak them feet tonight, he said as he eyed the way Vinny slightly limped. Yeah, whatever. Vinny hated the attention on something that kept him behind anyone else. His face changed into a tight sneer. He looked around as they walked. You'll get to work more with some of the other offensive tackles this afternoon, Vin. Ruji and Hurley are big fucks, huh? Hurley can be an insane motherfucker, too. They passed by the auditorium and started down the path that led to the beach area. The gravel changed to a soft moss. 
The cool, damp feeling of the moss felt great on Vinny's bare feet. Hold up, man. Vooch sat down against a tree stump that was sticking up in the air. He pulled off his shoes and socks, then resumed walking. He tried to balance the shoes and helmet as they continued down the slope. Shit, we should have left the helmets back up at the field. Hold on. Vooch paused and looked around. He walked over to some underbrush and set down his shoes and socks. He waved his hand for Vinny to follow suit. They'll be fine here. We'll pick them back up on the way up to eat. No one'll bother them. Vinny tucked his socks deep into the shoes and stashed them alongside Vooch's in the underbrush. They continued down the path, which now began to dip slightly downward. Vinny could see the sun reflecting off the water through the dense leaves of the trees below them, the path winding along a high ridge. As they passed an embankment that was covered with old dead stumps, the water came fully into view. The path now turned into loose sand and gravel, and they had to proceed carefully, watching their footing on the rocks that stuck up out of the dirt. The beach widened out to their left. The sand was a nice clean quality. About 200 yards down from where they stood, a dock led out into the water that ended in a platform, giving the structure a T-shape. Vinny stepped right into the shallow water. The cold immediately felt soothing. He walked along parallel to the beach, still swinging his helmet off the end of his finger. Vooch set his helmet down on the sand and pulled his half-tee off, dropping it on the sand. He waded into the water, trudging along knee-deep, a few paces behind Vinny. "'Working on that tan, eh?' called Vinny from the lead. He continued to walk straight, but turned his head around to glance at Vooch. Vooch smiled broadly. "'Yeah, man, it's still summer. Gotta get dark.' Vinny stopped in the water and pulled his own tee off. He tucked it into the waist of his shorts. Vooch caught up to him. I guess you're lucky to be naturally dark. That forest of hair must be a bitch to get the rays past. He laughed and plowed ahead of Vinny in the water. Well, we can't all be baby smooth like you. You sure you're Italian? I ain't never seen a true Italian that hairless. I'm not. I shave it off. I have some hair on my upper body and stomach. I just take it off. Why the fuck do you do that? I like the look, and believe me, the chicks love the feel. It sounds kind of strange. I can't see myself shaving my body. Vinny stopped and eyed him closely. You really shave your chest and abs, man? Chest, stomach, and arms. Look, it isn't that queer. I used to go to a lifting gym last spring. A lot of the guys there do it. I was training with this guy who was getting ready for a competition. I used to shave him sometimes, because some of the places are hard to reach, you know? Anyways, he was always telling me I should compete in a few years and shit. I don't know. He just kept telling me how I had the genetics and stuff. One day when I was shaving his back, he just suggested I'd look better that way. So I tried it. On my own, you know? Anyways, I just liked it and kept doing it. Vooch started walking along again. Vinny squinted at him, trying to understand what he was saying. He followed along in the water. Vooch added, but if I had that much hair, man, no way would I be able to shave it all down. I have some, but not as much as you. Can you imagine meat shaven? God, it would take him like all day and probably three or four razors. Vinny caught up to him and walked alongside. He kept looking over at Vooch's hairless chest. It was so tanned. He had to admit it did look good. The muscles were so clearly defined. In his mind, he pictured Vooch with hair on his upper body. He decided it would detract from the appearance. Vinny spun around in the water and started to head back. Come on, Vinny, he said. I gotta eat. Let's get up to the hall while there's still some food there, eh? Vinny squinted in the bright sunlight and watched him plowing back through the water. Yeah, he definitely looked better without hair. The late morning session consisted of running some basic formations in slow motion. 
As was always the case, the best way to get the players able to run up to speed was to take them one step at a time. Even in slow motion, many of the guys were screwing up. The obvious reason was they didn't know the playbook at all. After a series of blatant screw-ups, Guy Mitchell called the line over for a talk. All the guys got down on one knee on the grass. Coach Mitchell stopped impatiently, shifting from one foot to the other as he spoke. Look, you guys are the offensive line. That means the entire play is based on your coordinating with each other and not getting in each other's way, for Christ's sakes. We're running rudimentary plays here, guys. This is not hard. He ran his hand up through his hair, pulling on the top of it as he let go. His eyes narrowed as he looked to each face before him. Okay, we're going to try it all again. We best get some of this down. Coach Morrison wants some scrimmage action in the afternoon segment. Carvuccio. Yes, Coach. Vooch got to his feet. We're going to do some slow motion for a pro-right sweep right. Yes, Coach. Now, we're going to do this slowly. Got it? Slowly. Line up in formation. The line got into the required pattern. Carvuccio, run it once. Second offense, watch the sweep. On two. Vooch got into position, his hands ready for the snap from Sal Cardona. He looked left. Blue 52. He looked right. Blue 52. Hut, hut. The ball was snapped. Vooch dropped back the line correctly moving to the right in a sweep. Guy Mitchell blew the whistle. Good! He walked to the edge to where the line had stopped advancing. Carvuccio, out. Peterson, in. McAvoy, replace Cardone. Let's run it again. Slow it down this time. One quarter speed. Espencio and Nismont. Go in for Manta and Kyriadis. Vinny and Meat looked at each other. Now, yelled Mitchell. They hustled to change positions. Meat leaned over to Vinny's face as they came off the field. Why the fuck is he putting in soft players for QB? I can see a junior like McAvoy in as a second for center, but come on, Peterson sucks. His voice grew louder as he finished his analysis. Several of the guys around where Meat stood looked in his direction. Give the guy a chance, Meat. Besides, we ain't doing nothing complicated. We're just running the simple shit. Yeah, well... He lowered his voice so only Vinny could hear. Well, why get a guy like Peterson in there when he sucks at everything, huh? He snorted. Vinny felt his mouth begin to sneer. Let the guy try, for Christ's sakes, he thought. Now he was defending the lower players just like Sal Cardone had been doing with the freshmen the week before. Vinny looked down at the ground. The line got into position. Okay, again, on two, called Coach Mitchell. Peterson, the sophomore quarterback, looked nervously around but got his hands in position for the snap. Blue 52, he looked left. Blue 52, he looked right. Hut, hut. The ball was snapped. He cut back to the right and collided with the guard before he had moved. Jesus, whispered Vinny to himself. The coach blew the whistle. Okay, okay, look, Peterson, you gotta drop back straight. Your guys are sweeping off to the right. You can't go ahead of them. Okay, look, Peterson, back out. Vooch, in there. Run it again. Keep McAvoy as center. McAvoy, snap on two. Don't jump the gun. Come on, boys, run it again. The rest of the morning session was all running of slow-motion plays. The guys didn't tire out much as the action was so slow. It was mainly standing around watching. Vooch was in for most of it as he knew the plays well. Kirby was in when the coach wanted to try the second offense. It all progressed slower than was expected. As it approached noon, Mitchell went off to confer with the defensive coordinator and the assistant coaches. The offensive guys again knelt in a circle, waiting for his return. You soft suck, 
said Meat loudly. He directed his comment to no one in particular. Shut up, Meat. That ain't gonna help no one, replied Vooch quickly. His voice had a definite tone of anger in it. Meat grew instantly silent. Vooch turned to where the sophomores were sitting. It takes time, okay? You'll get it. Just pay attention, he said softly. Peterson looked up and nodded, then looked back down at the ground and kept his eyes fixed. Coach Mitchell walked back up to the circle and stood in the center of the group. Okay, guys, we're going to break for lunch now. We're behind in formation drills, so this is what we're going to do. You have to be back on the field at 2 o'clock. Eat, and then I expect you to spend some time studying the formations. We aren't going to get to pass plays until late afternoon. We need to get these formations down first. Got it? The group nodded. Some voices loudly replied with, Yes, coach! Mitchell looked around the group. When we are back together, I expect you to know the basic formation and moves for twins, traps, dives, and counter. Got it? So do some reviewing. Yes, coach! This time, everyone spoke up. Okay, guys, break. See you at two. After lunch, everyone stayed in their cabin and read about or discussed the plays that would run in the afternoon. Vooch sat in the desk chair, already dressed in his football pants and lower body pads. His cleats and socks were neatly arranged beside his bed. He aimed the chair toward the window so that some of the sun came in and hit him on his bare chest. Vinny walked in from the outside, still in his morning half-pad uniform. He looked toward the bunks as he approached Vooch's desk. Meat still asleep again? Man, shouldn't he be studying the plays? Don't worry about Meat Man. He's unnatural. All last year, I swear, he didn't review the playbook at all, and he was never called for an error. He knows his shit. He listens. Vinny sat down on Vooch's bed and leaned back against the wall and laid his legs out straight. He crossed his bare feet at the ankles, placing them next to where Vooch had propped up his feet. Vooch looked up from his book. Manta, you should see how black the bottoms of your feet are. I think you're crazy for walking around without any shoes. It's probably going to make them worse. Vinny bent one foot up and brushed some of the dirt off. Clumps of gravel fell onto Vooch's blanket. Hey, you fuck! Not on my bed, huh? Vooch raised his voice slightly. Sorry. Vinny swept the dirt off the blanket with his hand. No, I think they're getting better, because I walked around like this. I'm going to soak them tonight. Yeah, they're getting better. He eyed his foot. You should have seen him last week. He extended his leg back out, crossing his ankles again. Vooch flipped through the playbook. Okay, explain a trap to me. He looked up at Vinny. Fuck that, man. I ain't stupid. I know my shit. You best know these. The coach was serious about us having to review. Vinny kept his gaze out the window. He tried to focus on what was going on in the next cabin. Hey, I'm fucking good out on the field. You don't gotta worry about me, okay? Vinny turned his head back to Vooch. He looked carefully at Vooch's chest, lit brightly in the sunshine coming in the window. Vucci, you got nubs on your chest. You know that? Vooch looked down and ran his hand across his pectoral muscles. Yeah, I know. Every few days when I don't shave it, it starts to show up. I'll shave it off tonight. He looked back down at the playbook, then tossed it onto the desk. Fuck this. Vinny got to his feet and walked over to the corner near the dressers. He pulled off his half tee and then with one movement pulled down his shorts and jock. The plastic cup bounced off the side of the dresser as he kicked the jock off from his ankle. He pulled slightly on his dick to loosen it up after being confined in the cup. 
Hey, Vucci, we're the fucking best out there. Let the dipshit study the pussies who screwed up. Vinny paused before he put on his pads for the afternoon session. He looked over at Vooch, who was still buried in the book. Vooch, you think I ought to shave off the hair I got on my back? I mean, you think it will look any better if I shave it off? He turned around so his back was facing Vooch. Vooch looked up. He rubbed his hand across his chin, then got up, walked over to Vinny, and ran his hand lightly over his back. Yeah, man, you don't got too much on it, but it is dark and kind of noticeable. It would probably be better if you took it off. He reached down and playfully pulled on some of the hair on Vinny's butt. You could take some of that off, too, if you want. Vinny laughed. Fuck you. My ass stays like it is. How do I do my back if I wanted to? Vooch walked back to the window and glanced out. I'll do it for you. He sat back down in the desk chair and laid his legs back across the bed. Later tonight, I have to do my upper body. I'll do your back for you at the same time. Vinny fished around in the dresser for his football pants. They were due back on the field in 20 minutes. The afternoon was more of the same running of basic formations. Despite having the football playbook given out a week earlier, many of the rudimentary moves had to be worked through in slow motion. The sophomore players in the first offense seemed to have gained some confidence. Their moves were more in line. After running the basics of the traps and counters, the defense lined up opposite to give contact to some of the offense plays. Vinny began to feel the intensity of contact again. His tackles were strong, his face gaining the look of intimidation that was his pride. By late afternoon, the squad was dirty but cheerful. They had begun to feel the unity within the team and gave verbal encouragement as formations were set correctly. At 5.30, Mitchell blew the whistle and called the guys back into their kneeling circle. Okay, we got some good things out here this afternoon. He shifted from one foot to the other again, but now had a tone of satisfaction in his voice. You've demonstrated better abilities. That's good. Remember, we're playing off each other here, not against each other. Watch and work with the guys around you. Keep a mindset of where everyone is going. We're going to need to work with that tomorrow as we go into pass plays. He bent down and retrieved his clipboard, jotting down a note. To finish this afternoon, I'm going to have your captains run the whole field of players through the course we have set up here. It's an easy two-mile run through the woods and down onto the beach. I'll meet you down there for some water drills. You'll be up for dinner by about 6.15. He looked around to locate the captains. Masala was off with the defense. Mitchell's eyes found Chip Tolini. Tolini! Yes, coach! Chip scrambled to his feet. You start these guys off on the course. The defense and the sophomores will fall into place once the coaches over there see us start out. I'll meet you down by the water. Yes, coach! Squad! On your feet! Everyone immediately stood. Tolini started the run, taking the lead out around the field. The team all fell into a line, the other players joining them as they passed by. Vooch sprinted out ahead of Vinny, his lighter weight allowing him ease in his speed. Vinny slowly trotted along, his 230-pound frame pounding down on his feet with every stride. Chip Tolini took them off the edge of the field and down onto the grassy path that led into the woods. As the lighter players passed by, the squad fell into a pace with the heavier, muscled players pulling up the end of the line. Mike Nismont came up beside Vinny and fell into his stride. Hey, Amanta, how's it going? 
He glanced over at Vinny and nodded, quickly returning his view to the ground and the uneven terrain. Vinny took a deep breath in, expanding his chest. Good. Thanks, Mike. You? Mike ducked down to miss a tree branch as the path turned. I'm feeling great. Piss a day, huh? You seniors are playing like you got all the plays already in your head. I'm still struggling, you know. Nismont stumbled with one foot and started to lose his balance. He put one arm out quickly to catch himself. Vinny stepped sideways and let him fall against his shoulder, at the same time uprighting Nismont with his left arm. Thanks, Vinny. Nismont shot back upright and returned to the pace. You and some of the other juniors are real good. Your first offense, right? Vinny asked. Nismont nodded, although they were both watching the pathway ahead. Yeah, you should be a starter. You got good size on you. Vinny slowed a bit, his breathing more strained. You got the size, man. I gotta get a good 25 pounds on me to hit like you do. I saw the way you just pounded into the sleds today. Man, you got power. Vinny half smiled. Yeah, I guess. Thanks. Hey, anyways, where's this path go, anyhow? Mike Nismont pointed with his chin. We break out into the lake area just ahead. I'm dropping back to the end of the line. Later, Vinny, huh? Nismont fell back a few guys just as the water appeared through the leaves of the trees. Once on the beach, everyone had to pull off their shoes and socks. They remained in full pants, shirts, and pads. The two coordinators, offense and defense, stood together on the edge of the beach. Paul Hayes, the defensive coordinator, blew his whistle to get everyone's attention. Okay, he shouted. Helmets on for the water drills. Since this is the last uniformed action for the day, I'm sure you girls don't have a problem with getting your pants all wet. I want two lines formed, one at each end of the beach area. Offense, down to the dock area, down here to the left. Defense, stay here at this end. I want you up and above the knees in water. Keep that depth. Lines run at each other, pass and continue on to the opposite end. Then turn around and come on back. Run until we blow you in. He smiled and held out his arms in the direction of the docks. Move, offense! Everyone in the line moved toward the beach on land. Guy Mitchell followed them down to their mark. It was a good 200-yard distance each way. Vinny and Tony Marino were the first to walk into the water. Again, Vinny immediately felt the relief of the cold water, although the temperature seemed quite a bit warmer than when he and Vooch had waded in before breakfast. Tony positioned himself almost waist-deep. Vinny stood right behind him. Due to Vinny's height, the water on him only came to just above his knees. The rest of the offense fell in line behind them, many still standing on the edge of the shore, waiting for the front guys to move along before they had room to get into the water. Man, this is great, said Tony as he turned back to Vinny. I had to take a leak real bad. <laughs> I just pissed through my pants here, and now they'll get rinsed out as we run. He laughed fully out loud. Gee, Thanks, Marino. I thought I felt a warm stream pass by me. Vinny flexed out his chest fully and tapped onto the back of Tony, causing him to go down on one knee in the water. His face just touched the top of the water before he was able to regain his balance and stand back up. Hey, you fuck! Suck me, man! Tony wiped his face through his helmet with the back of his hand. Drink that piss, Tony. Yeah, come on. Take a deep gulp. Yum, yum. Vinny laughed. Tony turned back and smiled. Suck my piss right out of my pud, Manta. Come on. I know you want it. Tony scooped up some of the water with the palm of his hand and flung it in Vinny's direction. Vinny ducked and laughed. Yeah, 
Marino is okay, he thought. The whistle blew. Tony turned forward and started trudging through the water. Vinny fell right in line behind him as the offense started working their way back toward where the defense was starting out. Promptly at eight, everyone gathered in the auditorium for the first night of chalk talk. The only requirement for dress was that you had your helmet and shoes. Most guys were in just shorts and t-shirts. As the night was hot, Vinny wore his mesh top without bothering to wear any tee underneath. The coaches had not yet come in, so everyone was just sitting around and waiting. It was a very informal atmosphere, many of the squads sitting on the edge of the stage. Vinny and Vooch, with some of the other guys, sat cross-legged on the floor along one wall. Vinny bounced his helmet in his lap as he looked around at everyone. He reached up and rubbed his hair down his forehead. Vooch lifted an arm and gave a sniff. Man, I smell. We guts to shower up after this, huh? Vinny turned and gave a grin. Yeah, we ain't showered since we got here yesterday. We're going to have to get in the habit of showering at night because, man, I ain't in no shape at five in the morning. Vin, you need it bad, man. I can smell you over here. It's all that hair, said Vooch. He held his nose and squished up his face. Fuck you. I ain't got that much hair. Screw you, Voochie. The coaches filed in. Everyone started to get seated, mostly on the floor, giving the coaches room to gather in the center of the room. Coach Morrison took charge. All right, boys. Those of you behind the chalkboard here, scoot around so you can get a good view. He paused while some of the guys shifted position. Okay, we saw some good things on the field today. We saw a lot of screw-ups, too. Mostly, you seem to pull it together better in the afternoon. I have to attribute that to the fact that Coach Mitchell here insisted on some playbook work in your free time. That's good. Defense, we still got a long way to go. You need the studying also. He paused and looked around at the group. His eyes seemed to meet those of each of the guys. I want to instill the importance of getting the playbook down cold. Without your knowledge of the plays backward and forward, you're gonna screw up, and that affects everyone. You screw up, and others have to suffer the consequences. Understand? Most of the guys nodded. A few gave out a loud, Yes, coach! Okay, let's run some plays on the board here. He began to draw out formations. Within an hour, the coach had the first offense lined up and standing in place in the center of the room. The point was to run plays very slowly, miming the action. Each player moved slowly, walking through the motions and just touching the opponents. In this slower pace study, it was easier to watch how the movement of all the players affected the play as a whole. It was fun and definitely a good learning tool. The coaches finally dismissed the team at 10.15. Meat and Vinny walked back to the cabin. Vooch stayed and talked to some of the defense players, giving his opinion on some blocking moves. Meat flicked on the light switch as they entered the cabin. He silently walked over to the dresser area and began removing his socks and shoes. Meat, you gonna shower tonight? asked Vinny as he pulled the mesh top off, folded it, and laid it on the chair next to the desk. Nope, grunted Meat. He pulled his t-shirt off over his head. Vinny scowled. Meat, it's been a long two days. I think we need to clean up a bit, huh? Vinny could just imagine the odor Meat would have within another day. Meat slammed his dresser drawer shut. He stood up straight, his eyes glaring at Vinny. You know, you fucks think you know me, and you think just because I'm big, and just because I'm hairy, and just because my sausage is uncut, that I'm dirty and shit. 
Well, fuck you. He pulled open another drawer of the dresser, the angry force pulling the drawer out of its track. The drawer slammed onto the floor, clothes spilling out everywhere. He stooped down to put them back in the drawer. Meat, I'm sorry. It's just that, fuck you, Manta. You guys don't know jack shit. He picked up the drawer and slammed it back into the track of the dresser. It awkwardly hung down to one side as it closed. Part of the side had broken off in the force. If my showering is any of your business, which it ain't, I showered yesterday after dinner and today before I ate dinner. He rubbed the stubble on his face angrily. Yeah. You motherfuckers, I've showered twice since we got here. And how many have you taken? So fuck you all. He pulled off his shorts and hung them on the bedpost of the bunks. He boosted himself up onto the top bunk, still wearing his jock and cup. Meat, Vinny stammered. I'm sorry. You're right. It's none of our business. I'm sorry, man. Meat gave no reply. He just lay on his back on the bunk, staring at the ceiling. Vinny felt like a total asshole. Vooch had been right. Everyone based their judgments on Meat's appearance and didn't give him any credit for being a decent human being. Vinny dug in his gym bag for a towel. He slung it over his shoulder, grabbed the bag, and walked out of the cabin, slamming the door behind him. He was angry at himself. It took his eyes a second to adjust to the darkness outside. He waited on the step until he could see the path clearly. Next door, he heard the shouts coming from Sal and some of the other guys. They were horsing around like last night. As Vinny started on the path that led past the auditorium, Vooch rounded the corner running. They almost collided. Manta, where you going, bro? Vooch smiled. He was in a very happy mood. He bounced around, pulling on the branches of a pine tree. You going to shower now? Yeah, I gotta. I gotta get out of the cabin anyways. I think I just pissed meat off something fierce. He rolled his eyes and scratched his head. I didn't mean to. It's just kind of came out wrong, you know? Vooch smiled again. He pulled off a small branch from the pine tree and wagged it in Vinny's face. Vinny pulled back from the branch. Yeah, that can kind of happen a lot with meat. Don't worry, he forgives and forgets easily. You'll see. Vooch turned back down the path in the direction Vinny had been going. Come on, I'll go too. He started bounding down the path, taking large strides. He called back to Vinny. You don't mind if I share your towel, eh? Vinny stood a moment watching Vooch drop down the descent of the path. He shook his head. No problem, you mooch, he muttered to himself as he started down the trail. The shower house was lit brightly. They both squinted as they walked in. Jesus, let's have some light, huh? said Vooch. Vinny smirked. Yeah, it's a little bright after being outside like walking into the freaking sunlight almost. Urinals and stalls lined both sides of the wall of the large room. Down the very far end, past the toilets, an opening led to a tiled area with sinks and mirrors. Opposite the sinks was a large wooden door. Vinny figured this was the dry sauna. I gotta take a shit. Vooch walked into one of the stalls and slammed the door behind him. Vinny walked in further past the stalls and now could see where the room opened up into the large group shower area. He could hear water running. He walked over to one of the white sinks that hung from the wall. He dropped his gym bag into the sink and unzipped the top of the bag. Vooch made farting sounds from the stall. Shit, I got a load to come out, man, he yelled. Gee, Vooch, I really wanted to know that. Then he pulled out the can of shaving cream and a razor from the bag. 
He turned on the next sink and splashed water across his face. Shaking the can of shaving cream, he sprayed some into the palm of his hand and began to lather his chin. The water that had been running in the shower area shut off. Vinny started the razor down his cheek. Manta, how's it hanging? Vinny shifted his eyes in the mirror. From the side, he could see Sal Cardoni standing in the drying area of the shower room. He was briskly rubbing a towel over his chest and stomach. Hey, Sal. Okay, thanks. He returned his gaze to the shaving. Isn't this the balls? Showering this late? Nobody is stacked up in here waiting for their turn? Yeah, Vinny responded. He started down the other cheek with a razor. Looking back toward where Sal was standing, he noticed the thick coating of hair that covered his butt when he turned his back to Vinny. It covered each of his ass cheeks and went up in a line to the small of his back, where a large patch of curly hair grew. Above that point, his back was totally bare and smooth. The odd difference was quite noticeable. Vooch flushed the toilet. A moment later, he came bounding out of the stall. Sal! Oh, buddy! Same idea as us, huh? Yeah, Voochie, get the showers while we can. Sal wrapped the towel around his waist, walked over to the edge of the shower wall, and slipped some shower thongs onto his feet. Vooch, you made some good formation work today. He patted Vooch on the shoulder as he walked toward the door. Can't wait till tomorrow. We'll see how your throwing arm did over the summer. He stopped and tied his towel tighter and opened the outside door. See you guys bright and early, he laughed. Later, Sal, said Vinny. He bent down and wiped the remainder of the shaving cream off his face, then stuck the can of shaving cream and razor back in his bag. Hey, no man, keep that razor out. We're going to need it. Vooch kicked off his shoes and pulled his shorts and jocked down. He tossed them all aside and rubbed his hand up under his shirt. Yeah, I got to do my chest and abs. Nubs, man, no good. He pulled the shirt over his head. Hey, you got any soap in there too, Vin? Vinny shook his head in disbelief. Vooch, you want me to wipe your ass too, he sneered as he fumbled through the bag for soap. Uh, no, thanks for offering though, Vin, he said sarcastically. I took care of that after I took my dump. He patted Vinny lightly on the cheek. Maybe next time though, huh? Don't do that, said Vinny impatiently. He kicked off his own shoes and started to get out of his clothes. Vooch pulled open the sauna door and stuck his head inside. Hello? Nope, nobody home. He slammed the wooden door shut. He walked into the shower room and started one of the sprays. We actually get to have hot water, too. Man, if you come down here during the time when everybody's here, you run out of hot water after a while, and that sucks. He stuck his head under the shower spigot and doused his hair. Vinny walked into the shower room, shampoo and soap balanced in one hand, the razor in the other. He turned on the shower next to Vooch. Hey, Yamanta, not hung so badly, huh? Vooch cackled and playfully reached towards Vinny's crotch. Cut it out, you homo! Vinny tried not to smile, but one side of his mouth began to turn up. He pulled away from Vooch's reach and turned his back, letting the spray cascade down over his head. You don't have that much hair on your back, Vinny. Vooch reached out and ran a hand down Vinny's shoulder blade. We can take it off, but it ain't much. Yeah, well, whatever. Vinny grabbed the soap and started to lather up his chest and down his stomach. He pushed the bar of soap over his dick hair and worked it in. Give me the soap. Vinny stuck out his hand with the bar. Vooch took it and lightly soaped his chest and ab area. He set the soap onto one of the wall holders, then bent down and picked up the razor. Vinny turned and watched as Vooch began carefully running the razor over his chest. 
Don't you ever cut yourself? What happens if you cut a tit off or something? Vinny stood still and watched as Vooch held his nipple area firmly and worked the razor around it. I ain't never cut myself badly yet. See, I just gotta be real careful around this area. The trick is to get the hair in the direction it grows. That makes me the smoothest. Vinny continued to lather himself all under his crotch. He spread his legs apart and let the soap get into his butt crack. Turning, he let the water rinse off the front part of him. Vinny, here, get my shoulder blade area, will ya? Come on, Vooch, I ain't never done that. I might screw up and cut ya or something, Vinny protested. Don't worry about it. Here, come on, I can't reach it right. Vinny took the razor. Vooch turned around so his back was to him. Vinny put one hand against Vooch's shoulder to hold it still, then carefully ran the blade over the top of his shoulder. He worked the blade in the opposite direction that the hair grew. It came off easily. He repeated the same to the other shoulder. Okay, it's done. He slapped Vooch on the back to indicate he was finished. Vooch took the blade back and started to do his stomach. He bent partway over to get a good aim at the area. He ran the blade dangerously close to his dick hair. Hey, man, watch out or you're gonna chop your hog off. Vinny rinsed the soap off his legs, spinning around a couple of times to get totally clean. I ain't gonna chop it off. Anyways, I got some spare here, huh? He looked up from shaving and flashed his big white smile. Granted, not what you got there, but I ain't had no complaints. It flashed in Vinny's mind how Vooch had pounded his meat the night before. He closed his eyes as he rinsed the shampoo out of his hair. The image of standing next to the window of the cabin and seeing Vooch wailing on his dick flooded his thoughts. He pulled on his dick forcefully under the stream of water, feeling it swell slightly. No, he thought. I'm sure you haven't had any complaints. Vinny! Vooch was saying loudly. What? He turned back to Vooch. Hey, man, you in another world? I've been talking to you. Oh, sorry. Vinny removed his hand from his crotch and moved his head back out from under the flow of water. He wiped his hand down his head, again flattening the hair to his forehead. I said, let me do your back now. Turn around. Vooch picked up the razor. You sure about this? Asked Vinny hesitantly. Turn around, chicken shit. It don't hurt none. Vinny turned his back, and Vooch began to spread the soap across his muscles. Hey, you got real good definition here, Vinny boy. He lathered up all across Vinny's shoulders and down to his waist, and began to coat the hair of Vinny's butt. You slide that soap up my ass, Vooch, and I'm gonna shove my fist down your throat. Got it? Oh, I'm really scared. Shut up, you fag. It's not what I'm doing, all right? He began to slide the razor against the hair on the shoulder blades. Vinny tensed. Vooch moved a bit closer and wrapped his arm around Vinny's front, placing his open hand against Vinny's abs to hold him steady. You can't move around while I'm doing this, okay? That's when I cut something important off, see? I don't know about this, Vucci. It feels uh, strange. Vinny tried to move away, but Vucci's hand held him firmly. Manta, take it easy. It's no big deal. Nobody's around. Calm down. He continued to wipe the blade across Vinny's back. This is coming out good. Just stay put. Vinny shifted his weight onto the other foot. He could feel the tightness in his back from being uneasy. He consciously tried to relax. Vooch released his hand and rinsed the blade under the shower. 
He stooped down and sat back on his heels, the height of his face in line with Vinny's waist. He continued the razor across the small of Vinny's back. The hair skimmed off and stuck to the sharp blade. Vinny rinsed it again. I thought you said you were just going to do my back. I am. I am. Don't worry. I'm almost done. Vooch spoke through gritted teeth, his concentration on the movement of the razor. Hey, why are you putting your hands everywhere? Stop moving them around. I can't tell what the fuck you're doing. Vooch moved the path down across Vinny's butt cheek. Vinny pulled sharply away, reached around and grasped his stomach again, pulling him back into position. This time, as Vooch opened his hand to secure hold of Vinny, his fingers fanned out down into Vinny's dick hair. This'll be it. Come on, Vinny. Just hold still just another minute. Vooch had a plead in his voice. Voochie? Hey, Voochie, what you doing down there? Just my back hair, right? Hey, right? Vinny closed his eyes. He felt the pressure of Vooch's hand across his crotch area. He tipped his head so the shower stream would flow down over his face. This was fucking intense. He felt a slight swelling in his hog again. Vooch finished the other cheek of his ass. Okay, Manta, all done. Good job, if I do say so myself. Vooch laughed and dropped the razor to the floor. He shoved himself under the hot stream of water and started to rinse off all the leftover traces of soap. He smiled widely, eyeing his work. Vinny rinsed quickly, then shut his shower off and walked over to where he had hung his towel. He dried himself as he walked out to the mirror area by the sinks. He turned his back to the glass and cocked his head around to view his backside. All traces of hair had been removed. He ran his hand lightly over his butt. Everything had been carefully shaved. Vooch stepped into the sink area. Let me use that towel when you're done, okay? He walked over to where Vinny stood. Smooth as a baby's butt, huh? He laughed and patted Vinny's ass lightly. Vinny whipped his head around, glaring at Vooch. He felt a head rush of anger. You fuck! You stupid faggot fuck! He grabbed his towel from Vooch's shoulder and stormed off to where he had left his clothes. Vooch watched as his hair-free butt swaggered away. Christ, he called out, smiling brightly. Try to give the prick a compliment. He fell against the tile wall, laughing.